Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're now on Red Circle instead of Podbean, but we're also on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. Plenty of Dolphins content on there as well, as well as on FiveReasonsSports.com. We do not have a paywall. Also check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. This includes our friend Nelson. Okay, reach out to him. He's a big fan of the podcast here. He's also in charge of mobile CRM and staffing services. Mobile CRM and staffing services, what do they do? Well, they offer CRM equipment on a long and short-term basis to hospital, surgery centers, chiropractic offices, and pain management offices. They also have cadaver lab courses where the medical device companies set up a lab to showcase their products to surgeons who may not have used them before. So again, they service office-based procedures, pain management offices, chiropractic offices, and cadaver courses. Reach out to Nelson at 561-891-9620. 561-891-9620. That's www.c-armandstaffing.com. Again, that's www.c-armandstaffing.com. And now, tonight's episode. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. Again, I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick. And at Five Reason Sports, we'll have a full crew at the Portland-Miami game as the Heat return from a very brief and disappointing road trip. They lose to the Indiana Pacers. Tyler Hero is on the injury report now. is questionable with a sprained ankle. Uh, but Jimmy Butler is supposed to play. He's no longer on the injury report, so we should expect to see him on Monday. But what Greg and I are going to do is we're going to do what a lot of people have wanted us to do, and we see this on our off-the-floor feed, is that we want to get into what the Heat can do to shake this thing up. And again, I don't mean this is going to happen tomorrow. Greg doesn't mean this is going to happen tomorrow, but it's become fairly apparent at this point. Okay. That they're asking their players to do too much. Okay. And, and we were going to do a full Caleb Martin episode to basically break down the fact that Caleb has done what they've asked him to do exceedingly well, but that's not enough because he's being asked to do things that he shouldn't necessarily be asked to do. He's not a starting power forward. Um, he is a really, really good reserve and occasional spot starting wing. And when we, we see these kind of, you know, these switches that happen where you have the heat smallest players switched onto the taller players from the other team, it's like, you're asking basically to, you know, in that song running up the hill. Okay. You're basically asking to carry a boulder up the hill on a nightly basis. And if you don't have everybody executing a top efficiency, you know, a top determination, which they've not had this year and with, with a great connection with each other, they don't win. And, you know, that doesn't mean that the season is lost. It doesn't mean that they can't still be a playoff team. It just means, again, they're asking their players to do too much. So that means you may need to go get other players. And well, Greg, I want you to get to this because you, you have some information and then we'll kind of dive into five of the teams that we think could be potential trade partners for the heat. Again, not at this moment, but maybe over the next couple of months. Yeah. So um, this was something that we dropped on the off the floor feed 
and uh, information that just came to me this morning. And it's nothing necessarily uh, groundbreaking, but I do think it's informative. Uh, It sounds like the Heat have not even began to canvas the league outwardly in terms of connecting with teams about potential moves or anything like that. Um, Ethan, consistently with what you've heard, I think they're going to give it the the 20 to 25 game sample to really see what this team looks like, see what other teams look like. I think that that's a more important element th- th- about this than people realize is that you kind of want to see what's materializing with other teams and what they need to do um, and then see if there's opportunistic moments for you to jump into deals. But the other uh, thing that I found interesting is I uh, started to reach out to, uh, you know, we've been playing a lot of West Coast teams, uh, reached out to a buddy that I have out there uh, that's pretty connected to a number of teams out out, out on the West Coast specifically. And he kind of spoke about that conference being open for business. There were teams mentioned like San Antonio, Utah, Dallas, the Clippers, Phoenix, Uh, all of which we'll talk about in this episode as teams that are going to be open for business, likely looking to make deals for different reasons. And so that just got me to thinking in terms of the different options that Miami may have, because I feel like to your point, they're going to need a, um, some, some sort of shot in the arm at some point this season. And when I look at the the Eastern conference, you know, there's a couple things that I think are interesting. I think Chicago is an interesting, interesting team to monitor, but then like all the rest of those teams, for me, it, it you're too, the Eastern conference is too muddy for those teams to be making trades with each other. So I just don't think that it's super viable to look at the middle of the Eastern conference for a trade partner. So this is where we circle back to the West. And um, I, uh, I think that there's a number of players here that we can get to um, that are going to make a ton of sense. And then I can also, you know, talk about what Miami will have to offer but that was just kind of the information that came in. We gave it to our off the floor feed first, uh, but we definitely think it's worth a conversation. All right, so we'll get into it. Let's start with these five teams again, you know, more in the, in the Western conference, because that's the information you have. It doesn't mean that they can't make a trade in the Eastern conference. But one of the things I talked about when I came back from the Bahamas, just talking to heat officials was that they expected, you know, there to be about 20 to 22 potential playoff teams this year. Okay. And that that's includes teams, obviously, uh, you know, in the play-in, but with a chance to finish in the final eight in their conferences when the play-in was over. And so that that might restrict trades early in the year because teams feel that they have a chance. But one of the things we've also discussed is that there are a lot of teams who want the seven-foot-five guy, okay, Victor. And so some of these teams are going to try to hightail it early, okay, get their way out of this season so they can start to tank. And regardless of whether Adam Silver uh, you know, wants there to be tanking or not. He's literally streaming Victor's games to two fans right now. Okay. So obviously he's not that against uh, promotion of this particular player and promotion of a guy that can change franchises. This has been this, you know, described when I, I can't pronounce his name. Wemby, I guess uh, he's been described essentially as, you know, if, if, if he and LeBron, I think Richard Jefferson said this, if he and LeBron were in the same draft class uh, in 2003, that, LeBron would go second. Okay. So teams are going to tank for that, whether or not that's accurate. So let's get through five of the teams here. Now, what's interesting about these teams is these are not necessarily tanking teams. Okay. But let's, let's start with two, let's start with the two teams that were supposed to be tanking teams, but they've gotten off to faster starts than expected the Spurs and the jazz. Do do you see anything with either of those teams, especially as, as you know, they kind of face reality that maybe they can't stay afloat as, as long as they have early in the season, as well as they have early in the season. 
it's interesting that you you stop at these two teams first because I feel like they felt like natural trade partners for Miami all along. Um, and just to as we you know kind of embark upon this conversation, and it's really a, a very speculative conversation to all of our listeners. Don't get bent out of shape. We ain't reporting nothing. If we tell you that it's a report, we will say it's based off of information. Otherwise, Ethan and I are just having a conversation. So chill. Okay, back to the Utah Jazz. Um, the Miami Heat, really, if you think about it, if they take Kyle Lowry's contract, so this is worst case scenario, they need to make a major shakeup. Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson, and a player like Dwayne Dedman, you're around $50 million. So you can really get in, in a lot of conversations if you're saying that you're taking all your draft capital and you're slapping it along with $50 million in salary. I don't think that that's going to be the case in a lot of those scenarios, but I'm just giving you the state of the state in terms of like how much can you really maneuver. The players I find interesting with um, Utah, one, if we are talking about moving Kyle Lowry because things are going south in a way that they don't think is recoupable, they've liked Mike Conley in the past, um, and the price tag is a little bit uh, shorter, you know, a little bit less than uh, Lowry's is. But also, uh, Kelly Olenek is always a favorite of Eric Spolstra. And then I have heard, and I think that it's been – documented throughout the league that they've expressed interest in Jared Vanderbilt as a player that they like. Rudy Gay has always been someone that has been connected to the heat. So it just seems like there's guys here that they could potentially find a deal with. Um, so it's just a team to watch because also while they are at the top of the Western conference, I don't expect them to stay there all year. Um, and then when it comes to San Antonio, this is the quick thing that I'll get into here because it's not a ton about the entire roster. It's really about two, maybe three guys. I think Doug McDermott could always uh, fill a role in Miami at $13.7 million. Jay Rich, do not be surprised if you hear Jay Rich's name connected to the Heat um, along with Ye uh, Yaka Perto, which um, he's only making $9.3 million. I've heard that the Heat are high on him. Um that, that, that that's been a longstanding thing, particularly his uh, prowess on the offensive glass. So, so this is a team to watch for that reason is that, you know, you do have a few guys there that they, I think they may be willing to part with because it's kind of a lost season for San Antonio. Yeah, it would seem to be. So let's go through some of this. Cause again, Josh Richardson is not a target, right? Like we have to differentiate between players who are targets and players who are somewhat filler. You're right on the way back. Okay. They're, they're targeting a four, correct? Or four or five. A four a, or five. Yeah. Right. Somebody who can be part of the front court rotation, whether a starter or, or you know, next to Bam as a five, which I know is, is a subject of great debate. We haven't even seen yet because of the injuries. So we don't know how that's going to play out. Or somebody who can play the four next to Bam in the way that they've tried to fill that hole before. Now, if we talk about Pirtle, and another one whose name I don't pronounce correctly most of the time, I mean, he's a player that he fans maybe don't know that much about because, again, the Spurs have been kind of off the map for the past couple of years. Um, but he has a skill set that would help them. I mean, he would give them size. He would give them rebounding. Uh, he can shoot, okay, which is a plus. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot to like there. And, again, it does not seem like he's part of their long-term future. So he would be the target there. We look at Utah. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of people who, who would have liked for them to shake, take a shot at Laurie Markinen, perhaps, uh, you know, and we'll see where that one plays out. But again, I, I, we have to differentiate. There are players that they want, right. And then there are players that you have to make something work. Now let's, before, again, we go to the other three teams here that we're going to talk about. Uh, 
again, we have to go through the contracts because Miami right now does not have all of their ammunition, right? So you, which are the contracts that they can trade in December and January? So essentially they're in a spot where they need to wait till January to really make uh, the full scope of their moves that make sense. Because essentially before then it's Duncan Robinson and it's Kyle Lowry. And I don't think that they're going to necessarily move on Lowry that quick. Duncan Robinson is another story. Um, but really, so we're looking at after the new year is really when this becomes as viable as possible. January 15th is the date that I think most of us should circle on our calendars for things being eligible. Probably will come down to the trade deadline. And to your point about like guys that you would target versus guys that are just kind of thrown into deals, because I think that that's a really good point about this exercise that's completely, completely speculative. I'm adding again. I think like for Utah, a target, Kelly Olinick. We've seen him fit next to Bam. Lori Markinen is a player they'd love. I didn't even mention him because I feel like he's playing at a level that they're going to be able to hold on to him. Um, and Conley is just kind of like subbing out Lowry for Conley is another veteran player there, but he's not necessarily the target. I think you would be trying to get one of those front court players, Jared Vanderbilt being another one. Um, and then as you talk about um, San Antonio, it's not Jay Rich, it's Perto for sure. Um, and I, I, again, I don't know how viable that would be because of the picks and such. So at this point, I don't see either of these teams being the short-term fixes. This is more of like, you know, once we get into 2023 past the new year. We're going to talk about the three other teams here in a second. Before we do, I want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. Make sure you're using our code 5, F-I-V-E, at Prize Picks. Again, you get your deposit matched up to $100. That's free money. There's not a ton of rollovers. Right? There's no rollovers, okay? And you can play the NFL, the NBA, you can play them together. You play players from different teams, okay? You can play Dolphins with Heat players. If you want to do that, you can do all of that at Prize Picks. Make sure you download the uh, the app at the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, or PrizePicks.com. Again, use the code 5FIVE. And, of course, our product code 5RSN. You can use that. It's the number 5RSN. Use that at Therapist Preferred for all your premium CBD, for recovery, for sleep, the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies, and also at Manscaped for all your grooming products, the razors, the cologne, the deodorant, and much more. Again, you can use it at Manscaped for 20% off. That's 5RSN, therapistpreferred.com at 25% off. That's 5RSN, our product code, and at prize picks, the code is 5FIVE. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, now there are some good teams here in the mix that we think still things can shake things up. One of the teams, though, um, got a big blow here the past uh, past 24 hours. Cam Johnson's going to be out for a while. We've talked a lot about Jay Crowder. I don't know how that affects that situation because Cam Johnson, uh, you know, stepped into the starting lineup for Jay Crowder, which is one of Jay Crowder's frustrations. One of the reasons he wanted to leave Phoenix. What would look like a possibility with the Suns? Jay Crowder, as you mentioned, who really wants to be moved. And I think that, I don't know if they said, hey, now you can come back and start. He may be inclined to do so. Um, that would be the primary option. Um, I've heard in the past that there has been versions of a deal that have floated around where you 
um, Duncan Robinson's long-term contract would be slightly offset by a player like Landry Shamit's long-term contract. And you get a Jay Crowder, for instance. Um, I think like the fact that uh, Cam Johnson has gone down, if Jay Crowder's not willing to go back and play, they need to make a move. I don't know that Duncan Robinson is the player that they're going to target to fill that spot. I mean, maybe from a shooting perspective, they have some similar stuff going on, but I don't know that they're the same player very much anywhere else. Torrey Craig is the salary filler. If we're looking at the Phoenix Suns as a viable team, he makes $5 million. So if you're going to look at them, that would be another player that I think that they could kind of throw into a deal. So this is one of the teams where it's less about the big players, less about the big salaries and more about um, could you make a quick deal with Dwayne Dedman's expiring contract if you needed a player down the line? How weird does the scenario with Jay Crowder become where maybe his value plummets to the point that you can get him uh, in a unique scenario? Um, so that's kind of the the state of the state with Phoenix as I've se- as I see them now. You know, this stuff changes fast. And the Suns, again, off to a fast start. A lot of home games early for the Suns, too. So, you know, that that played into kind of where they've been. But it does feel like they're a team that's going to need to make some changes to go further in the playoffs this year. Anyway, I don't think they can take the same cast, which is part of the reason they moved Cam Johnson into the starting lineup in the first place. All right, give me another one here. The other one's the Clippers, which I was surprised to hear. And I think that this is one of the more nuclear options, um, even though that's not a, a, a good word to use these days. Um, I think Paul George is a player that if – LA was going to say we need to soft reset this thing. I don't know if he'd ever become available. That was not something that was indicated to me. This team was listed more about the fact that they have all these wings. And at some point, some of these guys are going to want to get fed and there's not going to be enough minutes right now. Kawhi has been coming off the bench and then not playing Covington's been in and out of protocol. So they've been able to, you know, kind of balance him and Marcus Morris, but there is a lot of wings on this roster. So they were a team that was just um, one of those that I think is to be watched uh, for activity. Uh, also Covington makes 12 million Reggie Jackson, 11 million, um, you know, Marcus Moore, 16 million. So you have players that make salaries in the range of players like Duncan Robinson, Dwayne Dedman, if they're packaged together. So I think that that's just another team to watch. All right. And the final one here, the final one's my favorite to talk about because this one is based off of a little bit of Intel that I think is important for context. The Miami heat have always been big fans of Dorian Finney Smith mm-hmm. uh, and the Dallas Mavericks are a team that uh, has started out, you know, pretty pretty well i think it's been uneven at times but uh as we're recording this i'm not going to look at the standings but i think they're five and three um so this is the interesting one dorian finney smith has gotten off to a really bad start he's not shooting well they're having to explore a bunch of different options in the front court starting different players um he's been a mainstay for what he does defensively but dwight powell has started javel mcgee has started they've been had some they've had some front court stuff that's been weird and then tim hardaway jr has not regained form i would just watch dallas because they were interested in kyle lowry before and i think if they were looking to surround luca with as many veterans as they could as they were trying to make a run there could be players here that are kind of trending downward. Dorian Finney-Smith is the name I'm going to say again, where he's having a tough year. There's no doubt about it. Like most people would look at his stat line and how he's playing right now. And they would say, why the hell would you want to trade for him? Well, the Heat are fans of him and they feel like that, that, you know, 
Um, he's always been a player with a skill set that they can work with. So that's just a name to watch. He makes 12.4 million. So they have other players like Reggie Bullock at 10 million, or if they even needed to get Bertans or Tim Hardaway Jr. involved in deals, those are 16 and 19 million respectively. So they have lots of salaries to work with. So that's just another, another interesting thing as we see games, as we get to the 20 game mark, these are five teams in the West to watch and the players to watch on them. And you mentioned Kyle Lowry, and if anything is going to be done before January, he's really the only piece that could be moved. But I, I don't believe, and I think you and I will close this way, I don't necessarily believe anything is going to happen before no January. I, right. I think this is a feeling out process, but we just want to give Heat fans some names, some possible targets here. I know it's not Donovan Mitchell. It's not Kevin Durant, at least not for now. Of course, you can't trade Tyler Hero now for Kevin Durant anyway. So you've We can make up a off. Kevin Durant rumor. We'll throw it out there, but I, but for the most part, we're talking about moves that are kind of, I wouldn't call them tweaks. They would be bigger than tweaks. Okay. But they would be the type of move to basically, in my view, reset the rotation, balance the roster, reset the rotation. It may not be a talent hall, but it may not give you exactly what Crowder and Iguodala gave you a couple of years ago. Um, when Winslow and, and waiters and, uh, and Johnson were three Jen Johnson, three guys who really weren't contributing for you was sent out. You probably will have to send out contributing players or at least uh, borderline rotation players like a Duncan Robinson, et cetera, like a Dwayne Dedman, others. I mean, again, Kyle Lowry is a name that we could discuss here, but you may not, it may not look the type of deal that they would make like, okay, they're getting necessarily an overwhelming advantage on the talent side. But I think what we're seeing right now is this roster needs to be balanced. And right now it is not, and it's forcing these guys to work too hard. And I think that even heat officials who want to wait 20 to 25 games, which again comes into sort of December, that sort of period here, uh, or maybe late November. I think even they would acknowledge this has been a little bit more difficult than it was supposed to be. All right. Heat Portland this week, bunch of big home games coming up. Greg and I will obviously have it handled with Alex and Brady. Thanks to our sponsors, c-armstaffing.com, Prize Picks, Manscaped, and Therapist Preferred. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.